Hey guys, welcome to our Coffee with Alan time today. Uh, here on location in front of our uh, beautiful Bridger Mountain Range over here. And uh, it just was driving home and I was like, you know what? I want to record it over here. So <laughs> go ahead and record it over here. So I wanted to talk about uh, one of the things that we've I'd mentioned on Sunday um, and talking about coming together around the table. Um, and we had, we had talked about uh, uh, different elements with our scripture passage on Sunday, which is Luke chapter six. If you weren't, if you didn't listen, uh, hasn't haven't caught up with it yet. Um, Luke chapter six thirty seven. Um, you know, do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. Uh, for with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. Can a blind guide the blind? Won't they both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? Or how can you, or, or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the splinter that is in your eye, when you yourself don't see the beam of wood in your eye? Hypocrite, first take the beam out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the splinter in your brother's eye. Uh, so and we talked about, uh, you know, mentioned it again, uh, this this concept of the table and, and the power of the table um, to bring people together, to bring reconciliation between people, to bring this element of, of help, uh, of, of coming together, sharing a meal. One of the things that's is very interesting is even in marriage counseling, they talk about um, if you and your spouse are in a are in a fight or in an argument or a disagreement, um, the best thing to do before you uh, go to have a conversation with your spouse about it is to share a meal, like to go on a date, like <laughs> go and share dinner uh, or, or dessert. You know, share share a meal together and then talk about it. There's there's an, a power in coming together around the table. Um, that you know, just going and sitting in the living room or going to your discussion spot where you talk about difficult things, um, something that you can't really, really get um, in in a relationship uh, that you know that you can get around the table. Uh, it breaks down walls. It breaks down barriers. Uh, you share something in common. That's something that is very interesting. Uh, which again, we'll talk about a bit more about, like even you know, elements of Nehemiah. Uh, where he brought the people around the table to, to experience this great reconciliation uh, between the people. And so uh, seeing this area in our, in our lives, as we're talking about uh, not judging, you know, not condemning, uh, but forgiving. And, and I love that word, forgive. Because I, again, I'm a, I'm a big word person. So on Sunday we talked about judge. You know, the, the concept of, of judging people is, this. the, the word means to, to separate. It, it's, it's this... Um, Basically, ceasing to, you know, it's basically to cut off, um, to to cease to pursue, to to cease to reach out to, um, and so, um, but we see this this drastic change in, in Jesus, where he's constantly reaching out to people, where he doesn't, where he, he does correct, where he rebukes people in love, and he's sometimes very strongly, um, but we see him always coming back to. This area where he's sharing a meal, where he's coming back to the table, where he's not judging people and, and cutting them off. He's not even cutting off the, the judgmental and awful Pharisees and, and the Sadducees. He's still engaging with them as much as they'll engage with him. Yeah, as it says, the Pharisees no longer 
pursued him, no longer asked, dared ask many, any more questions, but plotted against him behind his back to figure out how to destroy him. Um, it wasn't Jesus that cut the Pharisees off or the Sadducees or the scribes. It was the Pharisees. It was them who judged Jesus, even though Jesus said he didn't, he didn't come to judge the world, but to save the world. Um, and so, um, but so, and there's this, that element of condemning, you know, this, this, the word condemn, um, is to is that same word that is used for separating or dividing. Like we said on Sunday, the angels, when they come at the end and they, they divide, they separate uh, those, you know, the wheat from the chaff, the, the ones on the right and on the left. Um, and it's, it's, it's that same word of, of dividing uh, the people into two groups, dividing them. That's what condemning means, is to divide for judgment, is to thumbs down someone, is the, this condemnation, this... This, uh, this condemning to death, death sentence, you know, basically saying guilty. And so, but look at the image of Jesus in his, in his church, the way he pursued the Pharisees, the way he pursued um, the Israelites that were, that were far from the pursued sinners. You know, the, the fact that they had been cut off. You know, think about this, you know, the, the fact that these people in that, in that society had been cut off from the rest of society, from the relig religious society. The religious people had shut them out, had cut them off, judged them, and, and, and considered them to be dirty and hopeless. Um, and those are the ones that Jesus went after. Jesus said, I'm going to dine with you. I'm going to, I'm going to sh uh, share Shabbat or you know, Sabbath, this, this dinner that was a very special part of the Jewish culture uh, every Friday night, this Shabbat dinner that you would bring people together around the table, bring family and friends or strangers you know, in off the streets to, to dine with you so that no Israelite was alone and disconnected on the Sabbath, on the day of rest, uh, what they call Shabbat. Um, and so those are the kinds of people that Jesus went to, were the ones that society and uh, family had, had cut off, had judged, had condemned. And he's saying, don't do that. He's saying, engage, draw near, bring people to the table. Um, and, and, and we're talking about, you know, this, and uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about too, I'll, talk, I'll probably talk about on Sunday this, this coming week, is that this passage with, with forgiving, with not condemning, with not judging, and the passage before this where it says, love your enemies, these two passages cannot be separated. They're one in the same context. Jesus is saying, love your enemies. Those who you, you know, in our, cult, in our culture, honestly, the, the most obvious person, you know, image of an enemy that, that I can give is just those who simply disagree with us. Oftentimes that is who we have characterized as our enemies. Those who we disagree with them and they have cut off, they have cut us off. Um, maybe those that we have cut off. And so maybe you need to do some work and, and, and to see and stir your heart. This love for those who you have judged. This loving of your enemies that you have placed yourself into this position of authority over to cut out of your life and to love them. To, you, know, you have been the one who has been the hostile aggressor. Um, or maybe they have been the hostile aggressor, but loving them and coming into this, this relationship of, of inviting them to the table um, because that's what Jesus did. Jesus brought the sinner who the religious and, the, and society had cut off, and he also brought to the table his enemies for reconciliation, to show his forgiveness, to show his pardoning, to show his power to reconcile, to draw near, to invite to the table, to invite into relationship. And he let them judge him. He let them, if, if they were going to cut, cut themselves off from him, from him, deny him, walk away from him, he left that up to them. 
As far as it depended on Jesus, he invited every single person to come and join him. He didn't cut anyone off. Think about that. Jesus didn't cut anyone off. It was always an invitation, and people are the one that, the others are the ones that cut the relationship off with him. And so he is always reaching out, inviting people to the table, being invited into, to, you know, being invited into a relationship around a table. Uh, and if you notice, Jesus always becomes the head of the table, no matter where he's seated. He always becomes the center of, becomes the center of attention, and his teaching takes precedence and be, is, becomes principal in the conversation. He always gets asked a question, and all of a sudden, he's the center of attention for this dinner. And uh, sometimes it's great. It's a wonderful celebration, like Zacchaeus. It was coming over to Zacchaeus' house, where Zacchaeus would have been the head, uh, you know, would have been the, uh, the head of the party, would have been the head of the table. And Jesus becomes the head of the table and displays that Zacchaeus' love, the transformation that God had done in Zacchaeus' life. Um, was was on display but Jesus was the one that that set the tone for celebration for look forgiveness has has come salvation has come to this house uh, but also even you know this 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 conviction that he was giving to the Pharisees like Simon the Pharisee they went to his house and he rebuked them he's like dude you know this woman you, you're you're saying like you know you're judging this woman for washing my feet and pouring, you know, with her with her tears, wiping them dry with her hair, and then pouring out this expensive oil onto them, you're judging her and condemning her for this action. Not only for that action, but for what she was known for in the past. But Jesus is saying, "Look, this is the essence of the gospel in front of you. This woman has experienced forgiveness. I don't condemn her. I don't judge her. I welcome her to do this. This is a beautiful thing that she's done for me. Look at you." And he turns it again. He becomes the head and turns it back on Simon. He's like, you didn't wash my feet when I came in. You sat me at, like lower on the table. You put yourself up on the high place on the table. You didn't welcome me with a kiss. You didn't even give me, show me the common courtesy that, that normal, everyday, random people get you know, in, in homes during a Shabbat dinner. That you do, people that don't even know. And yet you welcome me into your home as a guest and you do nothing to make me even feel welcome. But he, he, he has some very hard words for Simon, but he welcomed this relationship. He, he was trying to convict him. He was trying to poke at him to get him to see the wrong in his own heart and to shift his thinking. That word metanoia, meta, change, noyeo, thinking, logic, this, the, the action centers of the brain, like what, you know, the, the mind, the, the way that it, you know, your beliefs, your right beliefs cause right action. And so metanoia, oftentimes translated as repent, he wanted him to repent. He wanted him to change his mind, which would change his actions. He wanted Simon, and he was always, he wanted Simon to change. He wanted to Simon to see the hypocrisy so that he could change, so that he could not, would not be, you know, what he used to be. And that's what, you know, that's what God is saying in your life too. God wants to transform your life. And I know that it sometimes sounds, sounds true, you know, trite and trivial to say, God wants to transform your life. God wants you to experience that same invitation that he was giving to Simon or to Zacchaeus or to celebrate what God is doing in your life. Maybe God is doing some awesome work. Maybe God, you know, God is, 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 is showing himself faithful, faithful in your life by changing your thinking, by 
giving you freedom in certain areas of your life, by coming into those, those nasty closets that you've kept hidden from him for so long. He knows what's in there. He knows the skeletons in your closet. And you've started to welcome him into that closet to, to address some of those issues in your, in your thinking, in your beliefs, in your wrong beliefs, in your wrong thinking about yourself and, and about his word. And you're starting to gain freedom. You're starting to gain traction. And God, that's Jesus saying, and I'm inviting you into this transformation that I want to work in your life. He's inviting you into this giving, this, this, this life. I love how it pictures this, like this sack, like I talked about on Sunday. This sack that's, the, you know, the, as you add flour, add grain to it, you're like shaking it down to pack it in for more, you know, to be able to fill more. And you're packing it in and packing it in, shaking it down. And then he's packing it in and packing it in and packing it down. It's all up to the top. And he's like still pouring it in. You're like, I've got no more room. He's like, I'm going to still give you more. That's God's heart for you. When you give, when you lavish love, he fills your basket, your, your bag with more so that you can pour, it more, pour more out. He's like, I got more. Let me give you more. Give it out. Stop being such a fuddy-duddy. <laughs> like on Sunday, the main point, put down the gavel. Love and be humble. God's going to fill you up. God's got you. If God is calling you, I love the, it sounds cliche sometimes, but if God's leading you to it, he's going to lead you through it. If God has called you to something, he will be faithful to lead you through it. Now, here's the, here's the other, other thing I wanted to be to talk about too, is, is leave, leave the results up to God. If you feel that God is calling you to do something, do it. Even, you know, even if it doesn't even, you know, he's like setting your trajectory and you're like, okay, I'm going to go there. I don't know why you're calling me there, but I'm going to go there. And so you start going that, that direction and then boom, like you realize why God sent you there. You know, recently you know, talked about this uh, story with this guy um, felt, you know, called, to, you know, he feels that God was calling him to buy a bus. And so he felt called by the Lord to go to this, this, this uh, I think it was a camp or something, and go and check it out and see if they had a bus that he could buy. And uh, he went there and there were two buses, but they were a little short buses and they were not great. And so he's like, well, okay, I'm surprised and blessed that, it, that there were a couple of buses here. So I meant maybe the Lord was, was speaking to me. And then on his way back, he, he, he stumbled upon this guy um, who pulled off the side of the road and his car had overheated. He was picking up his son, um, you know, divorced man, been picking up his son for his weekend with him and uh, taking him, to, I think, to a party or picking him up from a party. Anyway, but he, his car had overheated and this guy got to, to get out of his car and go and talk to, the, talk to this man and help him with his car talk to him about Jesus and, and bless him and Jesus, and, you, know, you know, the guy tried to give him money and he saw the, the sign on his, his vehicle that had a church, it was a church van, and he's like, no, 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 this is, I, this is, I just want you to know that God loves you, and so maybe that's the thing, like God told him to go, maybe it was God telling him to go to this place and look for a bus, but God knew that when he was, he wasn't going to find a bus that he was going to buy, but he was, was putting him on the trajectory for a specific purpose to go and bless that man and his son that day, and so Whenever you feel like God is leading you to something, even if it sounds weird, ridiculous, and, and like, okay, that's never going to happen. But God, I will go that direction. I will follow you. I will obey. I will say yes to you um, and go that direction because I, I believe that you are calling me. I believe that you are faithful and that you will lead me to it. Um, if you're leading me to it, you're leading me through it. And if it could, if it's the end result, that's this, this text message that I got, a, got from a friend of mine recently. I said, leave the results up to God. You know, ab abandon your, your, your tie on the results. Let the results be left up to God. You just go the way, you know, the direction, the trajectory that God is calling you to go and let him guide your path along the way. Um, and experience that 
you know, because Jesus is calling you to his table. Jesus is, is giving you marching orders. Jesus is, is healing your life by bringing you around his table. And if you're not spending time with Jesus, if you're not coming together with him around his table in prayer, uh, I, I use this illustration, just coming, you know, coming to God's table, that, that illustration is just simply coming to him in prayer, coming to, coming to God in this humility of, I just want to be with you. I want to be in your presence, and you're welcoming me to your table. Um, basically, you know, and thinking about, you know, he, when it talks about Hebrews, like, to come before the throne room of God, you know, the throne of grace with confidence, because it's where you belong. And that's coming to God's table, because it's the table, it's this, this place of reconciliation, this place of relationship, this place of, of connection, this place of, of calling, this place of of mystical union with our God, where he gives us revelation, where he gives us comfort, um, where he, we just spend time with him, and where we hear his, his desires for our life, the areas of our life where he wants to bring healing, bring restoration, bring wholeness to. Um, and so that is the kind of love and forgiveness and generosity that God has given us, and that's what I was talking about on Sunday. That, that is, is inviting people into that same space enemies and friends, bringing them to your table so that you can be a blessing, so that you can, can as far as it depends on you, to be at peace with all, pe- with all people. And so maybe if you have someone that you're at odds with, maybe you need to invite them to a coffee, have a discussion, pray with them. Like I said, share something with them and let God speak through you. Ask questions. Ask good questions. Uh, bring reconciliation and, re- and, and restoration around the table. As you show forgiveness, as you show an invitation, as God is showing an invitation to you, and He's showing you and lavishing His generosity to you, let God lavish that love and lavish that uh, that generosity out of you to your friends, family, and to your enemies, uh, either those who are hostile against you or those whom you have been hostile against. Letting God heal your heart and their heart and restore that relationship. Um, so I hope this has been an, an encouraging time uh, today. And uh, there's, a lot, I mean, there's a lot more to it, uh, than, you know, the, as, it, as anything in, in our faith, right? <laughs> so I hope this has been a blessing to you, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks.